back to the Give Yourself Room podcast with your host, me, Kate Garns, um, where, hey, my only goal for this whole podcast is to help you give yourself the room you need to be exactly who you are, because who you are is already enough. This episode is very special to me, um, very, very special to me, because I have a guest um, who is a very dear friend, and she has been a dear friend for many, many years. I've known her since... I think I've known her since 2011, but became actual friends with her in 2012. Um, we, <clears throat> I have had the honor of sharing the stage at Disney with her. She is a legend among legends as a Disney performer. <coughs> it is my pleasure to introduce the one and only Jenny Ornstein. Jenny, how are you? Hi. <laughs> Hey, everybody. What's up? Jenny is, oh my gosh, you guys, you want to talk about talent. Like this oh. girl, this girl has brought some of the most iconic characters to life um, in just the most magical ways. And I, when I joined the company um, and started to learn how to be certain characters and learn how to be a puppeteer, uh, Jenny was one of the people that I just watched in amazement as the, just how much talent um, just poured from her. So I'm going to, I'm going to preface this by saying this episode is going to be broken up into two parts um, because she is not only a, a, just a phenomenal person. She is walking through the same hardship that I am finding myself in. So um, this, this episode is going to get personal y'all this episode, you're going to see, I, we're going to get sharing. some heavy stuff. Yes. And we're gonna and get into some heavy, heavy, Jenny heavy is, business. Jenny's going to know this. I am sharing my physical heart. My physical heart I am sharing in this episode. So Jenny O, first of all, give us, before we jump into all the questions and all the things, give me just a snapshot of who you are, who, where are you from? What do you, what would you normally classify that you do? That kind of thing. Oh Lord. Um, well, um, first of all, the reason Kate calls me Jenny O is because <laughs> That is my nickname that everybody knows me by, and mm -hmm. it comes from Jenny O. Turkey. You're welcome for the Thanksgiving Day Parade this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been called that since I was in high school. My high school theater teacher called me that. And, I never uh, knew that. I knew yeah, it like that. stuck ever since. That's so. So, funny. I mean, how many? Everyone and their mother was named Jennifer when in 1983. Yes, hi, I'm 37. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good, sis. Thanks. <laughs> um, those of you who don't know me, trust me, I do not look 37. Very blessed to say mm -hmm. that. Um, so I was born and raised in Florida uh, over in Longwood, uh, over on the other side of the tracks, I like to say. So East Orlando, uh, that side of downtown. Um, geez. Where do I even begin? I know um, pre-COVID <laughs> life seems so long ago. Yeah, I don't need. Uh, yeah, so let me start with. Uh, so my first job actually was not Disney. My first job was Ross. I remember I was a retail associate slash cashier at 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, that taught me some good stuff. The great mm -hmm. thing was that every customer that was mad thought I wasn't even old enough to work there. So they just asked for the manager and yelled at them and not me. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but of course, then my Disney career began. Um, I did get hired. At the time, you could get hired at 16. You could actually even get hired at 15. This was in 2000. 
Um, so yes, I was 16 going on 17 years old. Um, always was in entertainment. I never did college program. I never went to, uh, I never did anything else for about, you know, uh, 20 years. Yeah. Um, I remember there was an ad in the newspaper for, it was called the career premiere. And, uh, <laughs> it was over at what was then MGM studios or the studios. And it was kind of like an outdoor block party where there were character auditions, uh, performer auditions. Wow. Um, and, uh, it was on the hunchback stage. And, uh, I remember, um, can't get too specific in this podcast because, of, of course, they want to keep integrity. But I remember uh, them telling, you know, measuring me and telling me that I was a specific uh, height and I didn't know what that meant. And <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> no one ever does. And thus the journey began. Um, so fast forward uh, over to down the street to Universal. I started working there six, about six years ago. Um, was on the opening team for Diagon Alley as a performer. Um, had a wonderful opportunities over at Universal. So I'm kind of going to go back and forth between Universal and Disney because different things kind of furthered my career as a teacher and a performer at each place. So back to Disney, um, I eventually became, as you know, a puppet specialist. Um, and I'll specify it by saying I, I taught what I knew. I taught what I did. So I lived and breathed performing and then I was blessed enough to teach it to um, many performers, including yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I, I, I met amazing people. I, I went on amazing trips um, as a performer. Um, I am struggling a lot with um, losing Disney. Um, and I'm going to brag on her for just a second because she's too oh humble Lord. to say this. This woman, without breaking any character integrity, because that is a really big deal for us um, in the Walt Disney Company, um, this woman did so many shows and parades. To name a few, you did um, Celebrate the Season Castle show, Dream Along with Mickey. Did you do Cinder Cinderella Bration? Cinderella surprise celebration. Cinderella surprise celebration. She did. Was my favorite. Yep. Um, <laughs> she did Festival of the Lion King. She did. Yes. So she was one of the few people who was approved to do special events um, and, and filmings and travel. Like when she is, she is being very humble. This woman did it all and, and did it all with grace and did it all with, with just a professionalism and a finesse that is so very lost on so many today. So while she is sitting here saying, well, I, I auditioned and I worked for Disney, I need you all to understand, she is a legend. Everyone knows the name Jenny O. She, she is beyond talented. She has just done, I think, almost every parade and show you can do, do with the exception of a couple. It's unbelievable. You may continue well, uh, now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, 
it, <laughs> what's funny is when I see videos of myself performing, I, I, my, my eye is full of judgment. So I'll always like nitpick and be like, why is my arm like that? Why? Yep. Did, what, what the heck was I doing? Being I mean, performer. welcome to, yeah. Welcome to the neuroses of being a performer. Yep. Um, anyway, so, uh, moving back to universal, I became a performance coordinator for per- specific performers. Mm-hmm. Um, about two years ago. Uh, so, uh, life before the pandemic was, was pretty good. You know, I was, I was bouncing in between both jobs. So universal, uh, in show direction was my full-time job. And then, um, I was pretty much picking up Disney where, and when I could, uh, I had dropped to part-time because universal, I was full-time. Um, then the pandemic happened. And unfortunately, in October, I lost both jobs. So Disney, uh, my last day, I, th- I guess it's going to be the 31st. Um, I am part-time. So, you know, those of you who aren't familiar with what's going on, uh, part-timers will get recall rights for about two years, but I'm not really hopeful about that. Um, and then uh, Universal, I'm hoping to go back there someday. Um, it, I've been dealing with a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of depression, a lot of, um, difficulty just trying to grasp and, um, that my life is different and I don't have any control over it and I don't know the road ahead and I don't, I don't know where to go or what to do. So it's yeah. sometimes hard to get up, get out of bed in the morning. Yes. Listen, (laughs) if everyone's been following my podcast since the beginning, they know that I have, I too have struggled with the same things. So uh, before we get into life as it is now and how we are coping as professional performers and, and um, coming to terms with that, I want to, I want to dig into what it was like emotionally to be a performer, to be a professional actor, to have your I mean, truly, Jenny, your entire world has been performing. Since you were 16 years old, since you could legally drive, you have been a performer. And that, while we love our profession so much, we obviously don't do it for the money. Um, we love our profession, but it, it has its dark sides. And it has its, um, I, just, I would love for you to talk us through, you know, how did you take care of yourself emotionally when people would comment on your body or comment on your talent or comment on, well, she got this and I didn't. Things that could really, really hurt you emotionally. How did you give yourself the room to continue to be as fabulous as you are? Um, well, maybe on the outside to like to yourself or to somebody else, I handled it well. Um, I'm a very sensitive person, so I don't know if I handle things very well. Um, but in terms of, let's say, um, I also used to do community theater ever since I was in high school. Um, so done plenty of, of shows and plays in that aspect. So as far as a straight, and when I say straight, I mean a straight actor Mm -hmm. doing a community, uh, doing a play. Um, I, I found myself needing to just talk to people, talk to my cast, talk to my director, because I was consistently worried about my performance. And, um, 
if I was doing justice to the character. Uh, now, in terms of theme park performing, with uh, obviously with Disney, there is a lot of drama in that department. Um, it's just, especially uh, the more the longer I work for the company, we have younger generations of of kids coming in, and um, they don't have to work as hard as those of us did way back when um, to really earn the spot, earn the role. Um, Mentally, it's very, it's very important to take care of yourself as well as physically. Um, in terms of theme park performing, it's very physical role. Obviously, living in Florida, the humidity is out of control. The heat is crazy. So you have to take care of your body. Yeah. Um, performing for me is a drug. Yeah. When I don't do it, I'm feeling like I'm experiencing withdrawal. Like I need to perform. And I think that's one of the other things that I am uh, <clears throat> struggling with is there is no performance outlet. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Like no, it's gone. Yeah. It's, it's gone. And I want to touch on um, what you said about, you know, um, being in entertainment, especially being in theme parks, our roles tend to, as actors, tend to draw the type of person when we're on stage we are not ourselves we're not worried about our finances we're not worried about it's not about us it's about portraying this character whether you're in a costume whether you're in a play whether you are singing at festival of the Lion King, whatever it is you are portraying someone else and sometimes this um, environment can draw people who have a lot of insecurities in who they are who have a lot of fears and who they are, who are insecure of their body or of the way that they sing or of their talent um, <clears throat> or of just their life as we know it. And so they can tend to lash out at other performers because <clears throat> hurt people hurt people. I know I've said this in podcasts before. It's true though. And when you are judged, when your job is you, when you are judged on you, you are not judged on the product you're creating. You are judged on you. That, yes. can, that can just eat away at your soul if you're not careful. You have to really remember what you're, who you're doing it for, uh, your place in the universe. I know that uh, as a teacher, I will always, I have always prefaced to performers that whatever is happening in your personal life, you've got to leave it at the door. I mean, how many times have we performed holding back tears? or not feeling well physically. Um, that is when your performance and work ethic is really tested. Can you perform under pressure? Yeah. Can you perform when you're so sad that you feel like you can't even lift up your head? Can you perform when your back is killing you? Can you perform when you've just had a fight with your significant other and you don't know if things are going to be okay or if your grandmother passed away? Or Can you go and perform? Um, and that is nice what's tough. That I felt like, especially in our, <clears throat> our group that kind of formed at Disney, that more or less sort of became old school, which I don't know when I ever became an old schooler from old Disney. school, but <laughs> you knew you became, because you walked in the trenches together, you did castle show in 107 degree heat. You, yeah. you did phantasmic where you just got soaked with moat water. You cried in the bathroom <laughs> until they called five minutes to places. And then you got on your yeah. costume and you just did, but we also looked out for each other. 
I mean, if there was, if you were having a tough day and we happened to be on stage together, I would find moments to touch your back. I would find moments to squeeze Mm -hmm. your hand. I would find moments to, that's how we would get through because we were all there. We were all in the trenches. We were all hot. We were all sweaty. We were all tired. We were all experiencing the same thing and we were all carrying each other through in terms of body image. Um, I struggle, I still struggle with that today. Um, when I was 16, I was maybe 87 pounds soaking wet and I was healthy. I just, my metabolism was through the roof. Like I would eat every two hours (laughs) and I wouldn't, and my, my energy was skyrocketing. Now at 37, I feel like I'm I go back and forth and struggle with, with weight. Um, there were some, there was a specific role that, uh, I was temporarily disapproved in because of, um, looking a little bit too curvy and it messed with my head. Um, I remember that. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest. Every time I look in the mirror, I look at my figure. I still do it. Um, And I need you all to understand she like Jenny's a small girl. Like she is, she is not, she is, you would look at her and you'd be like, oh dang, who that sexy mama? Like (laughs) she's a hottie. So this, I need you all to understand that entertainment, while it is such a wonderful profession and I love, love, love the jobs that I've gotten to do, it can distort the way that you look at your body. You can be totally healthy and have one show director or manager or staging specialist or choreographer look at you and make Mm. a comment and it changes the way that you see yourself and it's it's awful it's hard it's really terrible it really threw me for a loop and it really uh, messed me up mentally um and i mean it happened it is what it is i had but you got really good back i got the roll back um Unfortunately, like maybe six months ago, I guess the last time I did that role was in March. <laughs> yep. Um, but back then I was, they were still kind of taking a look at me and just were like, be aware of, you know. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, they, they still were. I was teetering and I think that they were, they didn't want to take me out. I think it was just a, uh, we see, we see some curves. So it's just, it's the nature of the business. It's just, it just messes with you mentally so bad. Yeah. So, so you're doing great. You're thriving. And I can, I can speak to that. that She is, she was just doing amazing things. It was not an easy decision for you to go part-time with Disney. No, it wasn't. I was so, I'm, I'm so I'm so attached to Disney and I always have been. And it's, I have an emotional connection to the, to the roles that I played. I have an emotional connection to the brand and the company. Um, And, but I had to take a leap. I had to, things needed to change. Um, I was very plateaued. Things were getting very stagnant. I knew that, that I couldn't do the same thing forever and I needed to move forward and better myself and challenge myself. So I, took the step to go part-time and devote my full-time time to Universal. Yeah. I, I want to make sure that you all caught what she said when she said, I took the step. I took the step. Sometimes taking that step is so hard. And a lot of times for us, um, for humans, the fear of taking that step is worse than the actual taking of it. 
Oh and yeah. Never take the step because we're so afraid of what might be on the other side or the repercussions or whatever. I remember when Jenny told me um, that she had decided to go part-time and you could see the relief in her. You could see, and just watching her flourish. Okay. So, so tell us, I'm getting ahead of myself. Tell us a little bit about your journey with Universal. You started as an, as an actor. Yes. Um, as an actor. A, a puppeteer. Um, mm -hmm. and I got an actor role that I really wanted, um, a couple of years later. And then I was contracted as a puppeteer for, um, Superstar Parade. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then there was this posting for performance coordinator and everyone was like, Jenny, will you please <laughs> apply for it? And I was like, yeah, but I don't, do that specific role at Universal, and I'm, uh, and they all were like, they were basically like, shut up and just apply. Yeah. So um, I did, and it turned out to be one of the most fulfilling teaching jobs that I've ever done. I met uh, some amazing people. I was able to help uh, new performers coming in, uh, train them from the ground up, and um, it was hard. Uh, when I was laid off by no fault, obviously no fault yeah, of totally. the company. Um, I, it was a wonderful role. Yeah. And that yeah. role consisted of you help walk us through a little bit of that. That role consisted of you helping people learn about their character, helping like what exactly? Yes. It was, um, it was, uh, there were certain uh, roles that were assigned to each performer and uh, it was taking them through specific training for two weeks and getting them familiar with all the aspects of their role, um, making sure that they knew those specifics. They knew the, the, the physicality. They, they understood what was expected of them before they stepped out in front of guests yes. oh. and uh, continuously, you know, obviously watching their performances and giving notes and, um, Hey, I, I'm going to say it. I wanted to be a show director, you know, and I still do. And I still have hope for that. That was the path is yeah. normally performance coordinators would step up and eventually be moved up to assistant show director or show director. And um, that is, uh, that is where I knew I was heading. And, um, I think it's really funny that I was almost afraid to say, Hey, I want to, I want to be a show director. It's almost like we're, we're afraid to be confident. Girl, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It louder. You know, I kind of want to be, no, I want to be a show director and I know I would be a good one. Yes. Like, why is it okay not. to, why is it, uh, why is it okay to be afraid to say that? Like, why do we feel like we have, we're afraid to say yeah. what we want? That, just notice this, that. <laughs> this question right now, what you just asked is the entire reason I started this podcast. Because I remember when I wanted to be a speaker and it wasn't, I want to be a speaker. It was, I, I think I might. Can I do I it? Think I might have this idea. And, and look how we, amazing you are. Oh, you're sweet. We have, we, we do that. We get this idea. We get this dream. And then whether it's our own voices or someone else's voices, we tell it. And then somebody says, Ooh, but like, Ooh. And then we're like, Ooh, you know what? You're right. Like, Ooh, what am I thinking? But in this when, case, it's our inner voice. Yes. It's that monster right. that 
Correct. is let is 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 trying to tear you down it's your you're yeah. your own worst enemy and yeah. i have said that many times before you are your own worst enemy if you let it if you let it that's the key if you let it yeah and i have and this is why you are one of my close friends is because i have spent the last four years like i want my friends to tell me that crazy little idea they have I want to know because once you tell me that crazy little idea, you better believe I'm not only going to be your biggest cheerleader and supporter, but I'm going to push you to get there because so many of us have this crazy little idea and then we get afraid to take that step and we listen to that, that ugly voice in our head that tries to keep us down. So sister, you want to be a show director. You're going to be a show director someday, whether it's for Universal, whether it's for Disney, whether it's for Broadway, whatever it is, that is going to be something. And, and like, I, I'm looking at her, you <laughs> her right now, I'm looking at her and she's like smiling and also kind of shaking her head. And I'm like, Nasus, listen, um, cause I remember, I remember you saying, I remember when you got this job and you offhandedly mentioned it one time, I, I think I kind of kind of really want to like go into show direction and I was like ding 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we're gonna push you for um mm-hmm. and the thing is if if you're listening to this and you've never really done anything with entertainment the famous last words are entertainment is always subject to change oh god entertainment yes. is always subject to change and always. that has to do with the pandemic as well this too shall pass. It sucks and it's going to take a minute, but mm-hmm. you will get back there. So now I want to bridge a little bit. July hits, August hits, September, October. We get the phone calls. We get the yeah. emails. The first thing you and I did was text each other. Um, yep. And everything just kind of came crashing down. And your situation was interesting because you still had throughout the pandemic you were with universal for a lot of it you stayed on and then yes um we uh so we shut down everything shut down for a while and then i was brought back uh i would say in around april may um and to slowly reopen I mean, it, it was, there were some bumps in here and there, but I believe the theme parks have done a great job in making sure that their performers are safe and um, making sure that the guests feel safe. Um, but boy, I just, you know, when people say this is unprecedented times, you know, I'm tired of hearing it, but it's, it's true. It's unprecedented. Nobody's ever been through this before. Well, and <clears throat> Your situation is a little bit unique in that you found out you were being laid off from Universal. And I think within hours, you found out. About oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was within the same day, I think. Oh, y'all, I was in Bath and Body Works getting my pumpkin candles, and I got my email saying from Disney that I've been laid off. And I just was like, I'm going to need an extra candle. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Or five. <laughs> yep. Yep. I feel um, that. And that's another thing with the pandemic and with all of these horrible things happening in this crazy year, uh, trying to find things that make you happy, just the little things, even if it's making myself a cup of tea 
or reading a good book or drawing or playing video games or, you know, talking to a good friend um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, or listening to a podcast or, you know, watching a good TV show or movie. It's, you have to find the things that give you a little semblance of normalcy and escape and what's so funny is everything that we do as an activity goes back to some kind of creative entertainment. And the fact that our entertainment industry has been so decimated is so heartbreaking. Because literally everything that you do comes back to entertainment. Yep. Everything yep. that I've mentioned was made by somebody who is creative. <laughs> I, this is a little bit off subject, but I always laughed when people were like, cut the arts, cut the arts, cut the arts. And those Lord. were the same people that were like, I'll pay $700 for Hamilton tickets. Uh -huh. <laughs> I always just, I always just laughed at that. But um, yeah, so that's, you, you segued right into what I wanted to ask about is, um, oh, you're welcome. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> can you all see why I love her? Can you see why I love her so much? Um, is, is what, because this, if I never hear the word unprecedented again, it'll be oh too God. It but, will, yeah. um, this is earth shattering for us. This is, yes, it is like truly world stop spinning. I don't know how to keep going. I'm going to keep going, but some days I can't get out of bed earth shattering. What? what are you doing right now to give yourself the room to grieve and to give yourself the room to, to feel and to cry and to not be okay. And then to keep going. I could not have gotten through this without Mr. John Davini. Yeah. My, my guy, my, my man, my dude, my, my partner in crime. Um, I could not again, have gotten through this without him. I have been through some stuff in my life. Yes, you have. Um, I have been some, through some serious shite, yep. but, uh, and I've gone through it and I know that I'm stronger than what I feel, but I tell him that all the time after I say, I love you. Um, <laughs> I could not have gotten through this without you. He has been such a cheerleader for me and our roles have been, so, have been reversed. Uh, he was out of work for seven months and now he is back at Universal performing, which I'm so happy for him. And I'm the one that's, um, you know, pretty much, uh, out of work. Uh, although I've been, uh, blessed to get a couple of seasonal jobs. Um, but it is, I, I, he has pushed me to run. He's pushed me to even go for a walk. He's making sure that I have enough water <laughs> to drink. He's like, do you have water? Do you need more water? No. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, he checks on me constantly. Um, I'll admit that last night I had another breakdown. Same um, sister. Yeah. Uh, they just, you know, I have, uh, I'm somebody who has dealt with mild depression all of her life. Um, but these episodes, they just come without warning and it's yes. not fun. Um, just everything can be like just a little tick. Um, I went to Disney Springs about a month ago, uh, during the week, of course, when it's not busy and 
I couldn't bring myself to go over to the world of Disney, Disney side. I stayed over at what I like to call the outdoor millennium mall, Mm -hmm. you know, with (laughs) with all the mall like stores, stores. the bougie stores, because I'm so bougie. Yep. Um, I stayed on that side and I never, I couldn't bring myself to go into world of Disney. Memories have been flooding my dreams and flooding my time hop, which is horrible and great at the same time. Um, I will think of shows I've done. I'll think of parades I've done. I'll think of meeting specific guests and they just, the memories are just flooding back over and over again. As for Universal, I'll think of, I'll think of actor shows I've done. I'll think of, um, performers that I've taught and it's when it just hits you like, um, it, it, it hits you like you've been slapped across the face mm-hmm. or and punched in the stomach, punched in the stomach. Um, yeah, it's like taking a bullet. Um, it is. it's so, and it, it's, so it's, it just hits all at once. It's either like you're, you're okay. This is an okay day. I'm okay. And then all of a sudden something you're reminded of something and it hurts so much. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, there's always a dull ache. Oh like God. Yeah. Dull ache. And you can't quite name it. And you you nailed it, Jenny, when you said, I'll be fine. I'm, you know what? I'm doing okay. And then mm-hmm. you hear a song or you think of something or, or you're scrolling through Facebook and someone posts, ooh, look at me back at work doing this amazing thing. And you're so happy for them. But it oh, also I'm so happy for you. them. But it does, it, it, it also hurts. Oh my gosh. Um, some Christmas songs always remind me of the show Twas, Mickey's Twas the Night Before Christmas that I did. And it hurt so bad because there, there's so many good memories with that show. Mm-hmm. Um, plus on the top of that, it's the holidays. So there's oh. always that a little bit of holiday depression that always mm-hmm. happens. It's so weird. Even if you're completely happy in your life, there's always that yeah. little depression that just picks at you. You know what all of this is like? It feels like a freaking breakup. Yes. That's what it feels like. It feels like two people have broken up with me at the same time. And I have to deal with both of them and and missing the memories of both. Yep. And one of them broke up with you in a text message that said, it's not you, it's me, but you can't sit with me anymore. That's actually happened to me once though. Like a real person did that. (laughs) You know, it's so funny that you, you brought up the world of Disney store. I was having a good day. I was going to go in. I was like, I'm fine. And I was okay until I walked to the coffee mug section. I don't know why. I don't buy Disney coffee mugs, but I walked to the coffee mug section and I just remembered how for the last 10 years, I've, I've been able to be like, oh, Missy needs a Christmas present. I'll just get her this really cute bell mug. Hello. And like, I suddenly was your discount anymore. Right. I I was not okay. And I needed a hug but it's Corona. And all I wanted to do was go up to this nice cast member at the door and say, I lost my job and I need a hug. And I couldn't even do that because of coronavirus. I, I told Trisha that everything. in your last episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love, I love Trisha. Oh, she's so great. But you're totally right. And it is, mm-hmm. this is grief. This is grief. And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I didn't lose my job at Disney, but I did lose my grandma to coronavirus. I didn't lose my job at Disney, but I'm not going to get a senior prom because of coronavirus. I didn't lose my job at Disney, but 
I'm having to work extra and take care of my siblings because my parents have to work extra because my dad lost his job and now he's looking for like grief is grief. It doesn't matter if you accidentally broke a toy or if you lost your job of 20 years, grief is grief. And it affects yeah, we're, all of us. Right. We're all going through some serious stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I can't even imagine. I, I've heard of some friends uh, who have lost uh, loved ones due to this virus and it's, it's, it's real. It's not fake. <laughs> and, yeah, that uh, is very real. Wear your mask. um and it's oh shoot what was I gonna say it is oh um it's almost like and tell me if you feel this too it's almost like my brain can't truly process everything yeah it's it it's it wants to escape like I play like you know playing video games reading a book it's like you're diving into something that's actually not reality because you don't, your brain doesn't want to deal with it. There's too right. much to deal with. Yeah. Um, I've been having a lot of headaches lately. Me and, too. I mean, it's the change in pressure and sinuses and everything in mm-hmm. Florida, Florida, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a lot of it is because there's so much stress and there's so much going on. Um, I'm, I'm unfortunately about to lose my health insurance as of tomorrow. So, oh, bless. <laughs> so um, there's just things that, and we had talked about this at, uh, at the coffee shop yesterday. You know, there are things that I'm worried about, but I need to try not to worry so much about things that are out of my control. Praise but it's so hard to not yes. worry. And if this hasn't shown us, I just heard this on another podcast, Awesome with Allison, <laughs> which I've totally talked about before. Um, this if this hasn't shown us that we really truly don't have control over much in this life, nothing mm-hmm. else will. And no. my brain, my, our brains are wired to find equilibrium. So the idea of not going back to the castle break room or not going back to the festival of the Lion King break room, that like, it's like my brain literally goes, no, that's not a thing. No. Yeah, I'll go back there. <laughs> that, that's not a thing. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a couldn't, thing. And I couldn't, and listeners listening, I couldn't uh, clean out my locker. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I, I a, f- a very dear friend of ours asked if, if uh, she wanted, if I wanted her to do it. And yeah, I took her up on that offer. Um, yep. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I didn't want that to be my last memory. Of right. the places that I love, I I wanted to have the memories that I already have, and not the last memory be going to clean out my locker. Right. <laughs> it's almost like when someone passes away, and someone chooses not to go look in the casket, because you don't want to remember them that way. You want to remember them alive and joyful and happy. It's almost like that to me. Um, side note: I as a you but a very bad you um <laughs> we don't have closed uh, open casket so I've never been to a open casket funeral and I think I would freak out <laughs> really yeah. I, didn't, I never knew that about the Jewish yeah. faith <gasps> I learned something new today you know yeah, it's I, it's closed casket that's dope <laughs> I preferred um there is a, a wonderful woman named Jen Hatmaker who posted an Instagram post the other day <clears throat> Trisha Lott was telling me about it actually 
and it said this post is for all the ladies out there who just need to take a nap oh it's okay go take your nap because we're gonna slay another day we don't need to slay today we're gonna slay another day and we're gonna come back and we're gonna be gladiators and we're gonna be queens and and we're gonna take on the world but today not today not today (laughs) today we're gonna slay another day and that that resonated so hard with me and I know that Jenny O um that she and I are very very kindred spirits in this and that we are very very hard workers we are very driven we take our craft extremely professionally um, and seriously we really love what we do it is not just for paychecks it is we eat eat it Um, even going into speaking is just another level of performing I'm still performing. Um, my whole life has been centered just like yours around performing. So this, if you're, if you are listening to this, um, and you are thinking about some of your friends that are in the entertainment industry, please reach out. Here's, here's something I really want the whole world to know. And Jenny, (laughs) let me know if you agree with me on this, ma'am. I don't need you to tell me you're sorry. I don't need you to tell me you're sorry. I don't need you to fix it for me. I just need to know you're there. Yes. I just want you to be a shoulder and I just want you to yep. be there. Yep. Because a lot of times we just need to know that somebody cares. Yes. And I know Jenny and I talked about this. Um, she was one of the first people I reached out to. I happened to look at Facebook when a lot of the emails were going out oh, and God. Jenny yeah. posted on a comment and said, I think I just lost both of my jobs in one day. And without missing a beat, I picked up my phone and I texted her immediately because that I didn't have any answers. I, no one has answers for me. Casey can't fix this for me. John can't fix it for you. I don't, you can tell me you're sorry. I know you're sorry. And I know that this is awful. And if the only words that you can come up with are, I'm sorry, that's fine. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen and be there. Right. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, switch that for I'm here. I'm yes. Oh my God. Say that one more time. Say that again. Oh, you're welcome. I'm Say that again. Yes. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. here. It's like when Kristoff shows up, I'm not even a huge Frozen fan. I'll be honest, but it's like when Kristoff shows up in Frozen 2 and he says, I'm here, what do you need? Leave it to Kate Garns to bring up Frozen during I our don't even, interview. I'm not even a Frozen fan. I, Frozen more of a not. Tangled fan. Yes. <laughs> like, and get, you can, I'll take some Princess and the Frog any single day. Of yeah. The, but like, just tell me you're here. Tell yeah. me you're listening. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. No. And, it, and you had mentioned uh, when I was listening to your podcast interview with Trisha, Love you, Trisha. Um, <laughs> how hard it is to not be able to hug people, and those of us who are very, who are very much a Hufflepuff. Um, I'm a hugger, and, and not being able to hug people. But I, I always will ask permission, be like, "May I hug you?" But you know, the norm is not hugging people. Is been very difficult. Yes. Oh God, Jenny, we could like. We'd I'm go probably gonna forever. have to. Ha- I was gonna say I'm gonna have to have you on again because especially. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about other things too. Yeah, and once I we, got a list. <laughs> once we get get, I I want to check in with you with our listeners. Like obviously, you and I talk almost every week, but 
Yes. I want to check in with you on the podcast three months from now, six months from now to follow sure. your journey of someone who is empathetic, someone who is loving, who is stupid talented to see where, how you are coping with all of this. That being said, I have 10 rapid fire questions that Let's I ask do it. every guest who comes on the podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you know about Anna Ferris's podcast? Unqualified. Uh -uh. She does the same thing too. Really? I love her. Oh. Yeah. Her podcast is great. I'll have to listen to it. Okay. Number yeah. one, what's your coffee order? Um, well, I'm weird. I don't drink coffee, but I love the smell of coffee. But what I will do is <laughs> I'll get, um, if it's a hot drink, I'll usually get a hot chocolate with almond milk and uh, two pumps of raspberry with oh. whip, obviously. So it's a raspberry hot chocolate. Now, if we are in pumpkin season and Starbucks is not being a butthead, and I love you Starbucks, but if they're not being a butthead and saying, oh, we're out of pumpkin, I will do an iced chai with almond milk and two pumps of pumpkin. Oh, oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Okay, next time we go for coffee. And I'll put thing. the cinnamon topping on top. Oh, listen, you just spoke my love language. Okay, number two, you're scrolling through TV <laughs> and you, or you're scrolling through TV and a movie comes on that you have to stop whatever it is you were doing and watch until the end. What is that movie? Oh, Trisha answered this with when Harry met Sally and she like stole it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you got mail. Oh, That's a good one. God, I just want to work <laughs> at the little shop around the corner. I know. Okay. Um, number three, what would you say is your theme song for now or for before sure. the pandemic? Both. Both. Um, I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> I, I could not have picked a better answer in my whole life. Wonderful. You're welcome. What book are you currently reading? Um, I'm actually currently reading um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, book. Uh, it's basically a compilation of her essays and speeches. Oh, um, and it's yes. a really good book. The notorious RBG. May she rest in peace. Uh, May she last, rest. Last TV show that you binged and loved. The Crown. I just finished it today. <gasps> Season four? Yeah. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. My Oof. mom and I are going to watch it over Christmas together. Prince I can't Charles needs to, needs to go sit in a corner and think about what he did. I remember the night Princess Diana died. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember it. that too. So crazy. Mm -hmm. um, number six, favorite thing to play with as a kid? Books. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. Number seven, favorite quote? Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the less, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference, Mr. That Robert is, Frost. Yes, I was going to say that's Robert Frost. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I just got goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, number eight, favorite meal? Pizza. Yep. It's delicious. Uh, number nine, one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self? Don't be so scared. Mm. Mm, don't yes, be so self-conscious don't be so scared mm -hmm. you uh, are so much more than what you give yourself credit for mm, preach it louder um, yeah. and number 10 because you know I already claim that I'm in best friend status but if anybody else wants to be best friends with you people want to contact you follow you on social uh, where, oh, yeah. do you hang out? where do you hang out online how can people get a hold of you um, well, I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as, um, Sparkle Mini. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I am on Facebook as Jenny Ornstein, O-R-N-S-T-E-I-N. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not on there all that much. Yeah, so I would say Instagram and Facebook are my biggest platforms, but I don't Go do... I'm not a podcaster or do YouTube channels or anything. That's so okay. Feel free, feel free to follow me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh, Jenny O, you are <laughs> just such a light. And I, I, I feel you, sis. Um, we're both, we are such kindred spirits in that um, we have walked through the highest highs together and we are currently walking through some of the lowest lows together. And we are walking through some mud right now. We are, we are. But the beautiful thing is this is only a tunnel. This isn't a cave. We're not walking into a cave. We're walking through a tunnel and there is an end. We can't see it right now. Carol Ann, the light is there. Look yes. for the light, Carol Ann. Look for the light. Yes, ma'am. So I love you. I'm here for you. I know that people who are listening to this are here for you. And uh, we're going to have you back on because uh, I want to see where you're at in three months, six months, a year, and just watch how you grow and, and celebrate you when you become a show director. So I love I'm you. I'm excited. I love you too. Ooh, I hope you guys liked that as much as I liked interviewing her. I love being able to bring on just anybody who has a compelling story and Jenny's story is so powerful and man, I feel it. I feel her journey. I feel that losing your, your love, your love of career and having it all taken away from you so quickly as all of you know, if you've been following along with the podcast, this is 100% what I've been walking through. So just to have such a dear friend on, um, to, to walk me through her journey, even though I've been walking it with her, to have her talk through it for you guys, to have her talk through it so that you can understand another person in entertainment's point of view. So I will definitely have her back so that we can see where she's at in three months, six months, a year, just so we can follow her journey. Speaking of journeys, how's your journey going? How are you holding up? I hope you're doing okay. I am here for you. I I think about you and you are the reason that I show up for this podcast every single week to give you something to show yourself that you are worth giving yourself the room to be exactly who you are because who you are is already enough. I love you. I am rooting for you and I will see you next week. Bye.